Hello friends and welcome to Beating Business Bullies, a place where we find empowerment to make financial decisions with confidence and bravery. Today we're going to jump into a topic, spending versus savings. Kind of address some of the situations where you might find yourself in like right now, where we've got, um, you know, we've got a pandemic, we have people losing their jobs, we have um, shifts not being put in. And we're looking around going, okay, how much, how long can we last with no work? When are we going to get paid? And we're looking at our savings accounts. We're looking at money um, maybe in our 401k. What does that look like? Um, where have we put money? Maybe we haven't put money. And this is a good time to address that of, okay, as this calms down, I want to put myself in a better position, a better place in being to where I can put money away. Um, in the savings and you know there's there's long-term savings short-term savings um, and there's long-term spending and short-term spending so let's talk about the day-to-day life so even though we we before we start thinking about savings and um, we start thinking about how we're spending money um, are we budgeted? Do we are we following a zero budget? And I'll get that into a little bit here in a second. Zero budget versus budgeting versus you just free free forming it. You just you just doing the best you can. Um, I mentioned earlier in one of my podcasts. You know, if you're in a partnership, you're in marriage, and money being one of the um, kind of toughest situations you can be in. And if you don't have the ability to sit down and actually go over your monthly spending. You need to get yourself into a place where you can do that or you'll never get to a place where you'll actually be saving money. You'll always be spending money. You'll be looking paycheck to paycheck. Um, and you know, whatever you resist will persist. So if you resist making a budget, if you resist saving money, if you resist having a, a financial conversation with your partner, then um, this anxiety, this no savings will persist. So the first thing we got to do is get ourselves in, in kind of a flow of what is spending, what is consuming, what is savings, and how can you address your daily spending. Um, when we look at our budget, when we look at the money we have during the month, there's money that's already gone to rent, to insurance, to medical, to whatever it might be. These are kind of fixed as fixed bills where we know each month this is how much we're going to be spending. And then everything else we have is a, what we call a disposable income or what's not spoken for each month. And so that's where we that's where we spend and save in our disposable income. So if we make $2,000 a month, our monthly bills are 1500 We have $500 left over in disposable income. What do we do with that? Um, in zero budgeting, we actually tag a line in that, and I'll talk about that in a minute, where we actually say, look, that $500 is going to work for us every month. We're not going to make it disposable. We are going to fix it to a line item. Um, but disposable income, what do we spend it on? Well, each and every day we go through our lives where we can spend and save, transaction after transaction. Now, being that we're quarantined, we have a little bit easier right now. We don't have those transactionals. Let us talk about before coffee, eating out to lunch. Each one of those activities, if you buy a $5 coffee or a $7 coffee, that could have been a $7 savings. 
if you just look at it, you work 20 days out of the month. If you buy one coffee each day, that's $100 a month. You can change that, make that a different decision or choice, and say rather than take that $5 in towards coffee, I'm going to put $100 at the first of every month into savings. As soon as you get your paycheck, whether you get paid weekly, whether you get paid um, bi-weekly, um, set aside 25 if it's weekly, set aside 50 if it's bi-weekly. And just as soon as you get it, you just put it in your savings account. Done. Now, what's the fight? Well, you've got to be um, committed enough to save money to not drink that Starbucks coffee. So maybe you get a 7-Eleven coffee. Maybe you make your coffee at home. But you make a sacrifice and you no longer go to Starbucks and spend that $5. It's the same thing with utilities. Simple measures. Um, you don't run the washer and dryer. You don't run the dishwasher. You don't run um, certain things between 4 and 9 p.m. And at the end of the month, you can have a lesser utility bill. You take that, you take that savings and you put it in your savings account. So if you had a $100 um, electric bill each month and you get it down to 80, it gives you $20 where you can place that into savings. And so you start looking around in each part of your day where you're spending money. Some of us are atrocious. I can be atrocious at spending money. I can go through $100, $200 and not even worry about it. Um, going to the grocery store. You should go to the grocery store twice a month. Each time that you go to the grocery store, you should get exactly what you need for two weeks. If you're committed to it and you don't go to the grocery store unless it's one of those two times during the month, there's another $100 a month easily that you're spending going to the grocery store because you forgot something. Now, you have to be committed. You have to be resilient. You have to say, no, I'm not going to the grocery store and then say, I'm going to save that money. These are the games that you play. Another thing you can do is get Acorns. What's Acorns? Acorns is a is a savings company that basically rounds up each transaction that you do when you tie a debit card or a savings account to or a checking account, whatever. And then you just put multipliers. So basically roundups. You know, there's bank accounts that do roundups. Those are simple ways to save two, three dollars a day that end up being sixty to a hundred dollars a month. And then after three, four, five months, now you've got four or five hundred dollars. Now you're starting to save money to where if there is an issue, you have money and funds there. Acorns is a great example of that, making it easy on yourself so it's not impactful. You know, two, three dollars a day, you don't have to think about that very much. You know, do you have a change? Do you have a change bucket next to the front door? Every time you walk in, now we're kind of turning into a cashless society, but we still have a little bit of cash. We still have a little bit of change in our pocket. Every time we come home, throw the change in the bucket, and that's just there. It's there in case of emergency. Just like acorns. Acorns is, is um, liquid, meaning I can get that money fast. So that's the other thing you get to think about when you're doing savings, right? Short-term savings. Short-term savings is something that you can be liquid quickly. Something that you could put in and take out very rapidly so you don't have to wait. You know, there's not paperwork you have to do. Um, or there's a time limit. Um, so there's savings that you do for your kid for college, but it, that, that savings can't be touched until they're 18. So that's not a liquid asset for, per se, meaning because you can't go grab it in case of emergency. They're amazing. Got to do the 529. It's tax-free savings for your kid for you know each month. You can put in like 100 bucks a month. 
have fifteen twenty thousand dollars tax free money um, at the end of the five twenty nine, but you cannot use that in case of emergency. So understand that where you're putting your money, you put it into four hundred one k. It's awesome, tax free. Absolutely, do it. Max it out. Maybe your company even matches it. Max those things out because that money comes tax free. If you're in a thirty percent tax bracket, you just save thirty percent by putting that into savings rather than trying to get your savings out each month. Make it a fixed savings where you don't have a choice anymore. It's fixed. That way you're automatically putting that in as long as you don't put yourself into trouble because how do you put yourself into trouble? Well, let's say that you're trying to save money but you have credit card debt. Savings money in short-term savings, liquid savings, like a savings account, 1% to 3% you're going to be getting. Your credit card debt. If you're carrying month over month, you might be 16. You might be 29%. It doesn't make a lot of sense if you have $5,000 of credit card debt to save $1,000 in a 1% savings account. Just think about that for a second. You're saving money for a rainy day. You're getting 1% to 3% interest. However, you have credit card debt that is paying that you're getting hit with 29 20% interest. Put yourself in the best case. Take down that debt. If you think about it, you're out actually saving money. Because if you, the longer you keep that credit card debt, that 30% or that 29% interest rate each month, $150, the sooner you pay that off, the sooner you save that $150 of interest you're paying right now. <clears throat> A lot of this goes back to your ability to sit down with your partner, sit down with yourself and actually have a honest conversation about your finances, where they are and start placing them. So where are some other places that we can get you um, instead of spending money, saving money? Eating out. Most expensive cost there is. You can make a meal for $7 or go out and buy one for 20 30 40 um, Limit them to how much you're eating out. But calculate that. Understand how much you are so when you stop eating out, you understand how much you can save. And earmark that money for savings. Car payment. If you've, you know, this is one of the early ones when you're fresh out of college or fresh out of high school, the first thing you need to do is buy a car. You get yourself into some big monthly payment and it eats up all of your disposable and regular income. And basically you live to drive your car. You go to work every day so you can drive your car. So be frugal when you buy your car. Don't put yourself in a situation where you now have this car that eats up every single penny you have. Again, back to utilities. Shut off the room. Shut off the light in the room. Make sure that you are saving that $20, $30 each month off your power bill. Clothing. Buy used clothes. Go to Nordstrom Rack. If you don't buy something on sale, you're absolutely throwing money away. Crazy. Here's a few more for you. Never use credit cards or other lines of credit, obviously. If you can help it, do not use your credit card. And if you do use your credit card, pay it off each month. The credit card companies make their money when you do not pay your monthly balance. They put you in the position to pay off the monthly minimum and that takes that payment out 18 to 20 months. 
pay off your credit cards as they use them fine, but at the end of the month, pay them off until they're zero. Withdraw cash from your bank account yourself so that you can see the dwindling balance. If you want to have $500 of spending cash, put that $500 in your pocket so you can see how quickly it dwindles down. Pay as you go. Don't run a tab at the bar. Pay for everything as it comes so you understand how that money is being spent. Another good one, put yourself on notice. Tell everybody that you're committed to doing this. Tell your friends so they can they can keep you honest. Oh, I thought you were saving money by not going to Starbucks. Why do you have a Starbucks in your hand? Be accountable. The more people you tell, the more accountability you'll have because you'll be aware of who you told that you're going to save this money and that at the end of the year, you want to have that $1,000 in your savings account. The more people you tell, the, the better chance you have of making it. Reward yourself. Absolutely. If you are being frugal and you are a spender and you are saving, give yourself a goal. Reward yourself. Frugal fatigue, as they call it, where you out-save yourself to the point where you're exhausted by doing it. Be consistent. Avoid frugal fatigue. Award yourself with something. Another great one. And this always helps with partnerships and this always shows how strong your partnership is. Do you stop and ask yourself on a purchase, do you or do you not need it? Can you have a great conversation in a mall, in the department store, in the grocery store and look at your partner and say, do we actually need this? Rather than succumbing to it and just putting it in there, actually call yourselves out. Look at the future. No matter how uncomfortable it is, ask yourself, how much money will you need? And how much money you'll need to retire? How much money you'll need for a college fund? Don't hide from it. Don't hide from it. All right, let's talk about zero-based budgeting real quick. So again, these budgeting exercises, the budgeting techniques, savings versus spending, it's all pipe dream if you can't have an honest conversation with your partner. If you can't get yourself into a being of this is how I want to be. Makes it extremely difficult to try to have these. You're in a partnership and only one of you has these, you know, is dedicated to saving and the other one is just spending. It doesn't work. Got to be able to sit down. So whether you're doing a budget, whether you're doing a zero dollar budget, you should be able to sit down with your partner once a week, once every two weeks, once a month at a minimum and actually go through the finances. Fixed budget. What a fixed budget does, you take all your bills, you round them up, each month you pay them exactly the same way, you have a disposable income at the end of the month, and you choose what to do with that. Maybe you put money into the family vacation, maybe you put money into savings, maybe you put money into the ice cream truck, who knows. But you're basically doing the same exercise each month, paying the same bills. Nothing changes. And you live your life with what's left, what, what is left over, meaning what is left over after paying all my fixed bills. Now, zero-based or zero-dollar $0 budgeting is the budgeting technique that requires the preparation explanation of each budget from zero, meaning at each end of each month, there is no disposable income. There is a zero. Each dollar is being worked. Each dollar is placed, in a place somewhere of significance that you can say, this is where that dollar is going. It is also a method in which all the activities are reassessed. 
every time the budget is created, it is created without making any reference to the base past budgets and actual happening. So what does that mean? And well, in the first one, we talked about it, right? We do a fixed budget where each month we pay the bills the exact same way at the exact same time. The exact same money is allocated to each bill. At the end of the month, we have money left over. That money left over is either used for disposable income, for clothes, for whatever spending, or put in the savings, um, but it is what's left over. In a zero-based budget, each time you do the budget, each asset or each payment is recalculated on what is it meant to the family. So it's scored differently from importance. And funds are allocated, and then all funds are allocated to zero. So there is no choice at the end of it. All money is done. So basically, you're justifying each month. So what does that tell me? That's great because you're, you're making sure that each dollar is put out there. No money goes, no, there's no leftovers. You're not living for leftovers. You're not living. You're living in abundance where you have money where you can take a look at it and recalculate it each month. The burden, thus, the burden of proof is on the manager to explain the reason for spending money on a particular activity and also explain the would-be consequences that proposed activity is not undertaken. Basically, justification for each thing. It's not just a bill, we got to pay it. It's why do we have this bill? Why are we paying it? And justify it to me. So again, this goes back to you better have a really good ability to sit down and have a great conversation because this is very very granular not only are you doing the budget but you're redoing the budget each month so if you have a hard time just sitting down with somebody and actually having a talk about what you're spending this will take time to get there but you just sit down the first time and say we're going to do zero based budgeting this is what it looks like this is what we're going to try and do you may be surprised at how how well you get along with that and how how Going forward, life is much easier because you actually have a plan, you're actually committed to it, and you have accountability surrounding it. So in your way of being is of savings. You live in the life of abundance, not of scarcity. You, live, you don't live your life of leftovers, you live your life of zero-based, meaning everything is working. Everything has, everything has a job. Each dollar that comes in is going somewhere, and it's going somewhere in a positive way. And you justify each expense. So, what does this all mean? Well, when you look at your bank account this week and you're worried about your jobs upcoming, you got to start making the shift. Shifting into the way of being of a saver, not of a spender. Find ways to save money and, where, and find ways to, to put that money away. Put yourself in a position of strength rather than weakness. Appropriate save, meaning save at the right time. If you have credit card debt, pay your credit card debt first down before you put money into savings. Get rid of that credit card debt. sooner you do that, the sooner you'll be able to save. Then open up the conversation with your partner. Get real about it. This is what my goals are. Get on the same page. Have the same goal. Adjust. Anyway, look forward to some feedback. Hope you're having an amazing night. I know everybody's shut in. Keep it sane. Keep it safe. And I'll talk to you soon.